This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I think the line's heading uh, in the correct direction. I think me and Hymas kind of helped uh, lead them to the way that it takes to be a, a good old line with a good unit. And um, I'm excited to see Turner and Bryce, all the, and those older guys, Sichterman, Bando, they've all kind of stepped up in that leadership role, and which is fantastic because, uh, I mean, that's the way the game goes. When someone steps out, uh, the next guy has to step in and be ready to roll. And um, just being here a short little bit, uh, those guys have really stepped up and embraced the, the leadership role that needed to be filled. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washington, and A. Klaus. That was Matt Farniak talking about just the offensive line and where it's headed this spring. You know, guys, when you look at this group, there are actually six players on this roster that have made Division One FBS starts. Uh, Bryce Benhart, uh, Trent Hickson, Cam Jurgens, and then you had Turner Corcoran. Then you have a couple wild card names as well in that mix. Uh, Ethan Piper, I forgot to mention, but then um, Nuri Nuelli from Colorado State was a seven-game starter there. So they lose three veterans. Bo Wilson, also a guy that was a starter at times, but the two big ones, Farniak and Hymas. But you have six returning. So there's just a lot of promise with this group. And you know, I don't want to say pressure, but Greg Austin needs to kind of get this group rolling because I think all the material is there this spring. Well, they finally have the – it's a lot like our conversations about the defensive line is uh, they actually have numbers on their side. Uh, and it's not just, you know, your top group and then a whole bunch of question marks after that. Uh, there's as much depth on that offensive line as we've seen in some time here. And a lot of that just comes with, uh, you know, the work they've been able to do uh, on the recruiting front over the past few classes where – you know, guys have actually stuck and they haven't had those like glaring busts to where, you know, there was a, a complete swing and a miss. So, I mean, you got a projected starters right now, but you could make the case for a handful of other guys uh, as to potentially, um, you know, make a run for starting jobs or if nothing else, uh, you know, make a crack in the rotation. And that is the best problem to have ever, uh, especially with the Big Ten offensive line. You can't get by with just five guys or even six guys. You need seven, eight, uh, or maybe even more. And on paper, it appears that they have that. They just need a lot of those young guys with all that potential. Seems like we've been saying that a lot lately, but to live up to that. And if they do, they're going to be in a very good spot. Well, and you take a step back and look at the big picture here, too. Every There's not a senior in that group. Everyone's going to be returning after this season, too. So the next two years, I mean, I think the O-line, you know, granted they they continue to do develop and, and add even add to that group there's I mean they're you're looking at uh, a lot of a lot of guys that are going to be able to play some good football for you and and uh, you know it's probably a lot of competition too which you know as we all know that's that's one of the the big deals too is you know, I think the more competition that's going on kind of raises everyone's game but um, you know I'm, I'm kind of I'm excited about what this group could potentially look like not only this year but you know when you when you uh, factor in that everyone's going to be returning after this season too you're listening here to the Husker line show as we talk offensive line and, and I, I think the big question is what will they do I mean I feel like there's four starters right now I mean if you're just being like realistic Ben Hart Jurgens, Piper and Corcoran I mean those are going to be starters uh, we assume Corcoran's going to hold that left tackle job I mean maybe Brant Banks could be the left uh, but based on what we saw at Rutgers Corcoran really showed that he's the guy mm-hmm. he's for the guy. future. Um, so then what do you do with that other guard spot? Does Trent Hickson get the nod? Does Banks move inside? Does Nuri Noelli emerge? 
Um, I, I think there's a lot of ways they can go. And, and Greg Austin's always been play the best five guy. I mean, there was always a cry like, why is Will Farniak not playing at center? He's number two on the depth chart. And, you know, that that's not how they operated. They, they wanted to play the best five guys. And sometimes your sixth guy can play multiple positions. And, and you saw – We've seen um, Austin move things around Mm -hmm. to ensure the five best players are on the field. Go back to his first year when Tanner Farmer moved himself to center. Um, Who was the center that first year that Tanner Farmer took over for? Oh, Lincoln. Boy, (laughs) I don't even. He wasn't, I mean, didn't do a very good job, though. And then they moved Farmer to center, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm totally drawing a blank. Yeah, but Gerald yeah. Foster, well, Farmer, Bo Wilson didn't play center. No, gosh, who who would have been the center that first well, year? Well, I mean, the fact that we are completely drawing a blank, I think, tells you that it was you know whoever it was, it was kind of they left to a lot to be desired there. But yeah, I, I can't even. I don't recall. Exactly. I just remember Farmer took over at the start of the. Oh, Cole Conrad. Mm, that's okay. right. So Cole Conrad started out as the center and then got unseated because they wanted to get Bo Wilson on the field at that time, and then that put Farmer into center. Yes. And, and that's kind of been the formula with Greg Austin. He's like, move and play the best five guys. Mm-hmm. We're not worried about having a number two center and a number two right guard and a number two left guard. And that's the way it should be. I mean, I, I feel like you want to have your best players in the field. Well, especially in today's age of cross-training linemen. I mean, yeah. you guys, for, them, for their own – we just talked about Matt Farniak. I mean, how what makes him uh, have a, a chance at going to the league is because he can play multiple positions, and he had the opportunity to play multiple positions. And that fell in line with playing the best five. You know, they were willing to put their established starting right tackle inside at guard in order to play – they're promising redshirt freshmen. And so, I mean, I think that willingness to play players that are deserving of it gives every one of those guys an opportunity. And so right now, I mean, I guess my guess is to, as of today, Trent Hickson is probably the number one, but he has by no means got that thing locked up and he's going to have to win. That what do bottle. you think about banks though? Like Nate, do you think banks could play guard? I mean, is, is that a stretch to assume that he could just move into guard? I don't think so. I, I, I feel like he could play guard. Um, and I kind of go back to a guy like Zach stirrup who was a tackle, who is a big, you know, a big body, obviously, and who somebody who you probably looked at and thought, okay, well he's strictly a tackle, but um, you know, he, he moved inside, played some guard, did well, um, you know, and kind of had a little bit of a basketball background. Brant Banks is the same way. I mean, he's, he's somebody who, um, you know, I think is, I mean, obviously he's a really big guy, but I think that, uh, that he could move in and, and have no problem playing, playing guard. And Brock, I forgot Brock Bando. I mean, he would be in this conversation too. I think when you're trying to find that fifth guy, I mean, he's played a little bit of football over, over the years. So that will be interesting, just how they play that out. Will Ben Hart take a step forward? Because let's be honest, like Ben Hart had an okay year, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. call his year great. Mm-mm. I mean, he, it was a freshman year for him on the field. There, yeah. there were some moments where he got beat pretty bad, and it, and it hurt Nebraska. I want to say, was it the Minnesota game? He gave up some pretty big sacks mm-hmm. in that game um, on Martinez, where Martinez doesn't even have a chance. Uh, but he played well at Rutgers. I mean, Nebraska's entire line played great at Rutgers, so – yeah, I'm intrigued just to see 
some of these guys. Uh, I think we've named all the other. Uh, Ezra Miller will be interesting to see if he is even going to be a factor because uh, he, you know, he's had some personal things that caused him to quit football. Then he came back. So is he even going to be a factor at all, let alone this year for Nebraska? Yeah, and I'm honestly intrigued by Newelli. I mean, I think we've been talking about him forever, and it seems like now is his best opportunity to uh, you know, really showcase what he's all about. And he's a guy that started games before. As a at, true at, freshman, as a true freshman. In his second year of American football. You can't overlook that. I mean, the guy's just getting started with his development, and so he's probably primed to really take a step forward. And so, you know, like I said, right now my guess would be Hickson, but that is by no means a lock whatsoever at that other guard spot. Yeah, and does, does a veteran guy who's been in the program for a long time like a Matt Sichterman uh, finally take a step forward you know you you heard Farniak in the in the open there kind of mention him as somebody who who could step up and you know so that's another name to to potentially watch out for to be in the mix there all right guys when we come back we are going to talk secondary as there's a spot open there as well we'll discuss that next you're listening here to the Husker Online Show